Yep. Yep. What up? I'm Digger Jones. That's Two Gun Tony, and this is Digger and Two Guns News and Views. Now, I know what you're thinking. It's been a while since this nigga's been on the show. <laughs> yeah, I've been a little bit of mission in action. Mission in action. That's right. That's right. Like anytime. Chuck, well, you know, before we get into the show, I actually want to take a sidebar and make an apology to somebody. Oh. Okay, so you know how on my Instagram I um, do the little anonymous stories where it's just like, hey, look, you know, say something, whoop, 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 and people will respond, right? Uh-huh. So my ass, with it trying to be February and shit, I decided to play Cupid and shit, right? Uh-huh. So I was just like, hey, look, you know, tell me who your crush is and I'll play matchmaker, right? So they went after, you know, my homegirl, um, Christina. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know who she is, at Seafolts23 on Instagram, cool ass chick. So they went at her and everything. And, you know, a few people, you know, who listen to the show, first things first, thank you guys. We appreciate y'all. But, you know, they got on there and one dude was just like, yo, because of your podcast, that's who my crush is, whatever, whatnot. Mm-hmm. Another person, like almost like a couple hours later, you know, said her as well. But you know, <clears throat> I felt bad because you know, people started sending her dick pics too. Oh my god! So you know, like that's not classy. Now, fellas, let me tell you something about a dick pic. It's too much work because you got to get that motherfucker hard <laughs> and not use it, and you got to get them angles. Uh, that's what I was about to say. You got to sit there and angle that shit. You got to compare it to something like a Pringles can or some shit. You know what I mean? You got to lotion that bitch up. Right, because, you know, you just can't be sitting, you know, dick pics willy-nilly. You know what I mean? But, you know, but on the real, Christina, I apologize. I didn't mean for that to happen. Even though you said it wasn't my fault, I feel like I got to apologize. I'm sure she might have seen one or two that she might have liked. Hey, look, I can't speak for her on that. <laughs> I can't speak for her on that. She probably saw a couple of just like, all right, okay, this nigga's right. working with something. I'm open for women to send me cooch pitch, snatch pitch, whichever you want to call it. Tell them how to find you. Look, two underscore gun underscore Tony Instagram. Listen, somebody send this nigga something. Where? Cooter Not no niggas, though. Nah, for real. Because you will, I will find your address. <laughs> Beat the brakes off you. Yo, I, I, I can't imagine somebody sending me a dick pic. Like, yeah, like, what's what like? Thinking? Yo, it's gotta be hard being a woman, dog. Where? <laughs> like, open up your inbox, you see, you know, just a random dick just out yeah, of nowhere. You don't even know. Exactly. Some just nigga like, you said, boom. yeah, some nigga you said hi to once. Where? Just like a worker that done found your social media. Word and out of nowhere, this nigga just said, Hey, thanks for adding me and send a dick pic. Word, thanks for adding me, beautiful. Word. Word. Yo, like that's one that's one thing that gets me, dog. Like you can tell when a dude's trying too hard, right? You know, like, <laughs> oh my god, you're a ray of sunshine, beautiful. I bet for you real. the sun wakes up around you and blah blah just blah blah blah. Telling random bitches good morning. I don't even call my mother and tell her good morning. Word, like I don't even do that with my daughters, dog. Yo, I had to, my daughter, um, my 
middle daughter ran away from home and shit, right? Mm-hmm. She ran away from home. I didn't even text her to find out her whereabouts. It's just like, <laughs> no, no, I lied. I text her and just say, hey, look, you need to get home to your mom. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But it's not, you know, <coughs> I can't be that nigga that's going to be like, hey, good morning, beautiful. Yeah. You know, I will make you breakfast and drink your bath water. Nigga, please. Not unless we're in like a relationship. Good morning. Exactly. You know, have a Yo, good day when, work or when, whatever. When me and my ex-wife were in bed together, I never said good morning. I got up and took a shit. Mm-hmm. You get up, you take a shit. I told her good morning. I'm on my way out for work. You know what I mean? Right, I'll let you like leave. that's literally. I shook her foot awake. She was like, "Huh?" I said, "Yo, I'm I'm leaving for work." You know? Right, <laughs> and even then, you didn't get a good morning. Word, word, word. But Christina, I good apologize. Point is only for grandparents. Is it good? You know what? Even in, even um the year my grandmother passed, I never told her good morning. No, no, because you know how it is. You know, especially when people of color say, "Hey, mama," you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You got to make some kind of acknowledgement to the old people. You know, or you know, I think one of the last things I said to her is because I was staying at my aunt Deb's house, which mm-hmm. was like less than a mile away. And anytime I saw my grandmother, be like, "Hey, what you know, good old lady?" You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know, that's just, that's just how that shit worked, though. But on the real, Christina, I apologize for it. You know, I had I had I, I had talked you up. <laughs> you say what? Up? What you doing up? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, dad, dad, I don't remember. I don't remember the last thing I said to my grandfather at all. <laughs> mm. Like my grandfather died in '98. I don't remember the last thing I said to him at all. No. I don't even, as a matter of fact, I don't even remember the last time I seen him alive. No, I do remember, actually. It was, I want to say, 95, 96. It was was right before. He wasn't in the same state, right? Say what? He wasn't in the same state, was he? No, he was in Texas. He was in Texas. It was 95, 96s. And I remember um, the night before we left, um, he was sitting up on a couch. They had the small TV in the kitchen, and he was uh, watching like step by step. <laughs> that yeah, that just lets you know he was watching step by step. And I remember a pastor came by, and he was talking to him and gave him a chicken dinner, and he would just sit up there. And I remember one of the last things he said to me was, "Why are you sitting there with my door open?" <laughs> <laughs> one of the last things he said to me, I will never forget that. He just sat there, and looked at me with the most steadfast face and like his eyes burned through your skull and he said, why are you sitting there with my door open? Like you ain't got no more sense than that? Right. And I just said, oh, I'll close the grandpa. Close the door and, you know, went about my way. So, that's the last thing my grandfather said to me. But I don't remember what I, you know, one of the last things I said to him, though. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I remember on the morning that we left took, um, what's it called? Go back on the road to um, South Carolina. I remember Mark hitting me in the face with a pillow because apparently I was snoring. Wow. Yeah. We all in a car or minivan. No, we were in um we were in a car though. You know, on yeah. the way you know, on the way back down to and fro. But before we got to get in the car, it was like three o'clock in the morning and Mark hits me in the face with a pillow because I'm snoring. Uh. So but we got a, we got an interesting show tonight. So um <laughs> Two Gun, you introduce what it's about. Uh, it's the 20th anniversary of a lot of albums. A lot of dope albums. albums. 
lot of dope albums. Too. Not the whole year 2000, but from January and February of 2000. Word, word. And I think we got a couple of them that's our all-time favorite albums, maybe one or two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me go and pull up the list because I sent you the list. Yeah. Oh, let me go. <laughs> Are you coughing because you almost, are you coughing from because you're sick or from the weed? From the weed. Okay, just <laughs> yeah. I ain't got the coronavirus. All right, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, um, Josh that on the podcast. Word. Uh, what, when do you want to stop though? Because you know, when you look at you know, let's you know, start at January twenty fifth, two thousand, because that's the real week that you know actual good shit came out. And that was um lots well, we are we are the street. Well, and... You could say whatever came out in January. It might somebody might actually like that album. So no, let me read the albums that came out. January fourth was uh-huh. Big Hawks under Hawks Wings, which was a good album, not a bad album. Uh the Jungle Brothers VIP, which both of us said we ain't never heard before. Nah, I wasn't a fan of none of them type of. Jungle. Oh man. They were part of the um, what's it called? Oh God, uh, blah, 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 blah. Native Tongues. Yeah, Native Tongues. Um, Kilate, Snake Eyes. The least, the least popular. No, I would say Money Love was the least popular out of um, the Native Tongues. Yeah, for you. Oh, for me, okay. Yeah, well, I love um, the Money Love boy. January eighteenth, Kilate came out with Snake Eyes. I don't know who the fuck that is. Kilate was from Texas. Okay, I looked up the album cover though, so it's just one of those things that I looked up the album cover. I believe he was from Texas. Okay, so The Outsiders Nightlife came out January 18, 2000, and MC Jersey. Breed, The Thugs. <laughs> MC Breed's from Michigan. Detroit. Mm-hmm. D Town Representer. Yeah, but, so, but shout out to Money Love though. Money Love was fine. She was cute. With her little English accent. She was cute. So, um, but January 25th, The Lots We Are the Streets came out. One of my all time favorite albums. As a matter of fact, yeah, um, didn't we do an under, um, like underrated album show and that was one of your albums? Yeah. So, I'm gonna stop here for a quick second and we're gonna talk about that. So, you know, when you think about it, the album really began off with Fuck You. Yeah. What? One of my. Like that's one of the, my go-to songs, no matter what. And one thing that I actually liked about this Locks album is, you know, Styles had a solo, and Jada had a solo. Did she but have a solo? She didn't. No, he didn't, did he? Wait, Jada solo was blood pressure, and I'm a b- 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 Styles was I'm felony. felony niggas. Yeah. yeah, felony. Yeah. So. um yeah, I don't know if she can. I don't think she No, did. she didn't have a solo on that. I think he did, but I think it was the one with Eve. No, 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 no. Now I'm I'm looking it up. Bring It On was a Sheik Luke solo. Yeah, that was closer to the end. Yeah, the third to last song. <laughs> yeah, I knew okay. he had a solo. How'd that slip my mind? Because it was closer to the end. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. But I remember on the song We Are the Streets when they were calling out Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, I was a messy nigga. I was like, yo. And the other song they was calling out Bad Boy was on Wild Out. Yeah. That was like the lead single, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Even at the beginning, we says, 
Aren't you glad the LOX is Rough Rider now? Mm-hmm. Word. So, but um, well, if not the Beach Street single, better yet. Right. But um, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Um, one thing about on the album. Say what? What's your favorite song on the album? Oh, Ride or Die, bitch. Uh, is it? Yeah. But then again, you gotta understand, I was real big into the Timberland, Timberland Neptune sound. I just said Timberland. All right, and the um, <coughs> Casino, can I live? Well, who? Casino. Um, can I uh, live? Can I live? Yeah. Yeah. My favorite track on the album was uh, is it called? You know what? It... I'll take Can I Live back and um. Through the Jada solo blood pressure. Oh my God. See, this is how I know I'm getting retarded. What's the song after Can I Live? All right, the song after Can I Live is Built for Um The Built for Body Sticks Um Skit, then Breathe What's, Easy. Breathe Easy is my favorite song. Okay. Oh, that yeah. was dope too. Yeah. So my favorite song on the album. But you know what's amazing though? We were in our last year of high school when this came out. Mm-hmm. Our last well. Technically, I'm like I said, I'm a bastard. I dropped out, but <laughs> but still, you know, I that was still my last year of high school, and well, I remember, you know, my last semester. around this time is you know when Adam was buying his um what's it called like senior dues and shit, and you know like uh, getting all his graduation stuff, and that used to be like writing music. Yeah. So um, back to January twenty fifth, two thousand, hypnotized camp posse dropped. You know. Hypnotized Camp Posse album. Yeah, the compilation. Which was dope, though. But that yeah, was like was... the fourth CD that had Who Run It on it. So. Yeah. And then on top of that, Who Run It came out later on that year, um, 66, 61. <laughs> did, it did, right? It did. Like, Who Run It was on like six, three, six Mafia. <laughs> what was what was the highlight song on that album for me? Uh, uh, Hypnotized Camp? That's the one with everybody. Uh, yeah. That and I think the song with uh T Rock. Yeah, T Rock. T Rock had a I think his solo song was one of oh, my favorite. Oh, um, what's it called? The um Late Night Creep um remix was on there. Uh huh. Late Night Creep remix and the Late Night Creep remix instrumental. And that, you know, that was yeah. a big, bigger album down south than it was. It was a yeah. Re- Regional album. Mm-hmm. So you know we're gonna skip to February first. The East Siders released their self-titled album. Snoop Dogg presents the East Siders, and that CD was heavily slept on, dude. Even favorite song on that album. My favorite song on that album. Now we uh, lay him down, or no, Doghouse. Easily. What you think is my favorite song on the album? Okay, hold on. I give you two guesses. Just think of me. Balls of Steel. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Okay, hold on. Pussy Sales. The there one with Sugar go. Free. The one with there Sugar Free. Yes, <laughs> Lord. Had to look it up. Yeah. Okay, but uh, a bitch made references to service of Mac. <laughs> the funny thing about that album, though, is, you know, I expected a Snoop Dogg album. And mm-hmm. I, you know, you heard Trey D on, you know, Twenty One Jump Street. You heard Trey D on, you know, what's it called, the Dog Pound album, and 
he was on um the dog father and shit like that. But I never knew Trady could spit spit. Yeah. And then Goldie Loke had the voice. And you gotta remember Trey D was a little was uh was older was, than them. The old head, yeah. Yeah. So he was a little more seasoned. Yeah, he could spit spit. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of spitters, February first, um, not February first, but February eighth, Dead Prez came out with "Let's Get Free." That's a very slept-on album, but a hip hop classic on a. Low. It is a classic yeah. on all cylinders. Because it's not, it's, it's 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 one of those albums where you either have to respect it or not like it at all. Right, 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 right. You know. Because so, some people just and, not into that kind of shit. But it's so funny because that CD went over my head until I got into my 30s. Yeah. So, like, and that's one thing that um, me, X-Jack, and Rajon were talking about the other day. It's just, like, sometimes you hear an album and it's not your time to hear it. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it was for Let's Get Free for me. Because I heard it, what, we were um, 18 at the time. Uh-huh. Well, turning 18, 17, 18. And, yeah. um, 1718 and I mean there was a bunch of revolutionary shit that they were talking about that I didn't get until I got into my you know late 20s early 30s yeah so a lot of people didn't realize they were were from Florida were they? yeah why the fuck was I thinking they were from um, like Boston well I guess they moved up to uh, north but they were from Florida Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, another CD that came out on February 8th is a classic that, you know, we've meant to talk about before. We were going to bring Classic Sundays back for this, and that's Supreme Clientele. So, Supreme Clientele by the one and only Ghostface Killer. Ghostface Killer. Now, I'm going to stop and pause on this one real fast. Now, the first time I heard Supreme Clientele, mm-hmm. I stole it from Donnie Skelton. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the reason why I stole it is because he he had, like, three copies. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, this nigga ain't gonna be missing one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember when I first listened to it, when I first listened to it, like, everything went over my head because I guess I was expecting Iron Man Part 2. Mm-hmm. So, needless to say, it was just one of those things like, oh, man, I think he fell off. Uh, so I listened to the CD once and I didn't pick it up again until like May because I heard, um, what's it called? Um, Cherche La Ghost as a single, right? I'm riding my homeboy David May's car and it comes on the radio and he like turns it up loud. I'm like, uh-huh. yo, this is dope. What song came on is the radio? Cherche La Ghost. Okay. I'm like, yo, this is dope. This is Ghost? He's like, yeah, it's all for Supreme Clientele. And I had the CD at the house, so I gave it a listen again. And I guess the first time I listened to it, it really wasn't my time to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Because, like, after I listened to it again, you know, to start with Nutmeg and so on and so on, like, the album, like, attracted me right there. And, like, one thing I enjoy about it, I think it's less than an hour long. Mm-hmm. So it's not too long, not too short, but it was dope. Yeah, I can remember when I first got Supreme Clientel. You didn't steal yours, did you? Nah, got it from Best Buy. Okay. Uh, and then it was like 
maybe after school. So by the time I got home, it was like eight or nine o'clock. Okay. Then, I remember putting it in the my boombox, my Magnavox boombox. Shout out to Magnavox boombox. I had one too. Yeah. <clears throat> then the first thing I hear is that shit from Iron Man that we had that my cousin had the VT- VHS of the from the Iron Man cartoon. When Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. And then the next thing I hear is nutmeg, and I'm just I was just just stuck from that point. It's funny because like like we both said, you know, once you heard nutmeg, it like uh-huh. draws you in. So the first, let me clarify. The first time I listened to it, I just skimmed through it. Mm-hmm. I was just hitting the you know forward button because again I didn't buy it. Now you know when you buy an album, you yeah. force yourself to listen to it because you ain't wasted money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with me listening to it again, I was just like, "Yo, this is pretty dope." And um, "Stroke of Death" right when they got the "Stroke of Death," and then on top of that, RZA was not credited being in the song. So when he dropped his verse, you're like, "Yo." Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and every and I don't know if anybody knows this, but Ghostface is like my all-time favorite MC. Right, 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 right. No, so but, me, it was it shit was like triumphant. You know what I mean? But I got a I got a better feel when I bought bulletproof wallets. And see, that was for me. It was a uh, half good because. The songs that were supposed to be on there that wasn't on there, would have like the sun, so much better. The sun, uh, the, the original wine. version of flowers. Oh my god, the original version of flowers, the original version of the forest. Uh, what else? The watch was the watch on there? No, no the watch, um, good times. I don't know if you ever heard good times. Oh, yeah, with the good time sample. Yeah, good the time. sample couldn't get cleared in time, so he put it on. Oh uh, God, what was that mixtape? Hidden darts. Yeah, and then it was another song that was supposed to be on there. Uh, As a matter of fact, the song uh, "He Comes," that um, the De La Soul track, uh-huh. was meant to be on um, Bulletproof Wallets. Okay, they couldn't get the sample cleared. I want to say the Odd Couple was supposed to be on there. I'm not sure. So. <clears throat> Shout out to Supreme Clientele. Shout out to Ghostface. Word. So going on February 8th, I mean, MC Bree dropped another album. Can't really speak on that too much. Never heard of it. Screwball, Y2K, the album. Oh, yeah. By the way, Screwball, the group Screwball, rest in peace, Screwball. He died not last week, but the week before. Did he? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, rest in peace to Screwball. Anyway. I thought Screwball was already dead. No, no, no. He died two weeks ago. I thought the name of the group was Screwball because the guy was dead. Uh-uh. No? No. Screwball was the guy with um one eye. You sure? I'm positive. We gotta we gotta kind of look that up. I'm positive. Look it up. But he was in the group. Oh no, no, I I, I said it wrong. Hostile was the name of the guy. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. And Screwball was a group, gotcha. Yeah. Hostile solo song on um what's it called? Y2K the album, H O S T Y L E. Uh-huh. Is my he died. shit. Say so what? He yeah, died. he died. Yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah. Screwball was somebody who already passed and they named the group. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. 
They yeah. named it Group Hi- After Him. Hostile was a, that, like, that was an ill song. As a matter of fact, um, you know that Rockefeller magazine that you gave me, right? Mm-hmm. I had another one, so I gave that one that you gave me to Mark. Mm-hmm. And Mark opens up the page for the advertisement of Y2K, the album. And Mark's mm-hmm. like, screw all. I said, yo, that track that we used to listen to, H-O-S-T-Y-L-E, and he looks at me so confused, but the moment I started playing the song, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, Mark really blew up. I mean, the thing about it is they were regional for New York, and that's enough. Or maybe regional just for Queens. Right, right, right. (laughs) But um, February 15th, Trick Daddy's Book of Thugs came out. What was our book of thugs? Um, the song Boy, America, Shut Up. Was Candy on there? No, no, no. no. You talking about Sugar? No, that's on um God, what was Doug Matrimony? That was a song talking about drop the top and let the sun shine in, right? No, 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 no. That's on um about Doug Holiday. Okay. That song's called In the Wind. Yeah. Oh God, Walking Like a Hoe was on here, trying to stop smoking was on there. Um God, 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 God. There was another song on there. I'ma be a thug for life. I think it's called Thug for Life. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excuse my singing, y'all. <laughs> right, February 22nd, Digging in the Crates came out with DITC, which you said you didn't really listen to. No. I did. That was one that, of the ones that you just uh, accidentally pass and you never go back to. That baffles me because you're a Fat Joe fan. Yeah. So, but I actually, oh, you know, like I, that's one of those ones like you f- don't get it, you know. Like back then when those albums came out, it wasn't on internet. If you didn't buy the album, you didn't have it. You know what right, I mean? Right. If nobody else had it, you then didn't you didn't listen it. to it. Yeah. So that was one that kind of got away from me, and it's not. I don't remember nobody talking about it enough to go what? back and listen to it, but I had to go back and listen to it. Yeah, you have to go back and listen to it. Diamond D's production. Of yeah. course, Big L's on a few tracks. Bad Joe's on it. OC, one of my favorite lyricists, is on yeah. there. So. Lord Shout Finesse. Showbiz and AG. Yep, 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 yep. So, Shout out to o- OC, though. OC. Underrated. Very underrated. So. Like, if you could think of people, like, if you could think of, like, a, a Nas and an AZ, OC would probably be number three behind them or like four or five. I'd say he'd be in the top five. In in yeah. their top five. Like, thinking about those type of people who have that type of, you know what I mean? Yeah, because his Street technique, his, his technique, his skill was so unmatched, but you yeah. know, he didn't get the commercial appeal that he deserved. Yeah, he, OC was almost like if you took like put Rakim and it but made him in the nineties, early two thousand. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like he was that type of person. All right, so I think we're just gonna stop with February 29th, because this was a year that had twenty nine days in February. And we mm-hmm. can talk about the other ones throughout the course of the year. So February twenty ninth, Beanie Siegel came out with the truth and Bone Thugs and Harmony came out with Resurrection, which it's your favorite Bone Thugs album, but my favorite Bone, one of my favorite Bone Thugs and Harmony songs comes from that album. What's that? The song "The Righteous Ones." Mm-hmm. 
Like, I don't care what you say about that album because that was one of the albums that I actually bought Resurrection before I bought The Truth. Mm. Because when I bought The Truth, I bought The Truth for Mark because you know he's a rock fan. Yeah. And he was waiting on that album. So it was just like, here, I bought you this. I'm going to listen to this. And I remember, you know, not being really in love with the Bone Thugs album like I was supposed to be. But yeah. I remember The Righteous Ones got heavy rotation. I wasn't a big fan of the album at all. Well, here's what I think it was. It's just, you know, they were doing too much too soon. I don't even think it's that. It's, it, we I just think... got off the Art of War. <laughs> yeah, but even the Art of War wasn't as good as I was thinking it was going to be. I don't know. I loved the Art of War. I didn't, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm not saying it, anything is wrong with it, but coming off of East 1999 Eternal, then to name your album The Art of War, right. I was expecting a totally different thing. Right. I was expecting Down 71 all the way through. Okay, I got you. I got you know you. what I mean? I was expecting Murder 1, murder, Mo Murder all the way through. I got you. I got you. <laughs> but I understood what they was doing. Well, you got to understand, they were trying to, you know, dig for a fan base. That's why they had um, the track with Pac. They had the, you know, what I call the... Um, Even that. It was too much. It was a double CD. Yeah. So when you have double CDs... It, it, you There's get a lot of filler. Fit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get a lot of filler, but the, the songs wasn't bad. But like, they all that's, weren't good, though. No, it's not even that. <clears throat> it's just the songs that were so much better. It made those songs easy to skip. Right, 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 right. I get it. You I know? But if you go back and listen to them now, you hear hear <clears throat> things that you didn't hear. The beats might not be what you want, but you actually... Well, DJ Unique was their in-house producer, and some yeah. of his stuff started to sound the same. Yeah, but not in a good, good way. I I say the best analogy I can use is: Have you ever went? This is gonna sound make me sound like an old man. Have you ever went candle shopping? I've bought candles. Yeah. Okay, candle so shopping. when you're sniffing candles, whatever, not after a while, your nose becomes uber blind to what you're really smelling. Yeah, that's why you got to smell that coffee. The coffee beans. Yep. So, <clears throat> so your nose becomes blind to what you're smelling. So that's what it was with the art of war for me. I, I think it listen. was. I think the beats were were more too too many up tempo beats. I couldn't listen to it all in one sitting. I've never yeah. listened to that album in one sitting. It wasn't no. like the double disc, like all eyes on me. Right when this one was done, I was ready to hear this too. You know what I mean? <clears throat> the, the art of war is sort of like blueprint too. If you could chop that down and pick, and make it one good CD. Yeah, it would be like. Well worth um, it. Yeah. Way better than it is being a double disc. Right. Like, and like I said, I had to listen to that shit in sections. Yeah. So it was just one of those things that I was just like, yo, this is dope, but let me just take a break and, you know, put on a Fat Joe CD and then come back to this. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing I will say is I loved how this two started. You know, with the Mo Thugs intro, uh-huh. Then it went to um, Thug Love with Tupac. Yeah. And I remember the radio version 
I was just like listening to it. I was like, okay, this is cool. But when you got the album version and heard the gunshots that came, yeah, you know, you know what I mean, all the way through. Yeah. So when I heard the gunshots on it, I was just like, yo, it like pumped you up even more. And that's why I said the album started with an adrenaline rush, and then it went to um, that oh that very very slow dragon track afterwards. I'm like, why? <clears throat> that was one of the songs. Like, it, I don't think it was. Um, what was it called? Hater Nation. I believe so. Hold on, hold on. Actually, let me look it up because you know I'm a stickler of getting. Is that the player, right. player, yeah. player? Yeah, yeah. That was player, the track that followed yeah. Thug Luck. And I actually liked that song, but, but it was just they were the the arrange, It wasn't arranged properly, I think. Right, and that's what I was saying. Like, uh, like what, uh, some of my favorite songs on the album are the softer songs, like "If I Could Teach the World." Right, right, right. And uh, what's the other song? Family. Hold on, hold on. Do you know there's yeah. an Art of War three? Yeah, I do. Wow, I did not know that. Like the Mo Thugs skit, like I said, Thug Love and Hate Nation. Uh, what is this song called? Family Tree. They have two. They have a part one Mo, and a part two. Motug Family Tree. Yeah, like those are some of my favorite songs in the album too. Word, word, word. So we, it really wasn't about the content. It was just more so the arrangement of it. Yeah, I mean, oh no, Family Tree and Motug's Family Tree. Family Tree ended this one. Motug's Family Tree ended this too. Yeah. <clears throat> what? What? That wasn't bad placement. But the other songs were. Right. Like, Whom Daddy Lie was uh-huh. one of my favorite tracks on there, right? Uh-huh. And then out, out, um, after that was, you know, the Friends track, How Many of Us Had Them. I was like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah, it just came out of nowhere. Like, I, I, but the thing about it, like I was saying, like, there were great tracks, and then it was followed by a track that didn't belong. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yep. So I might. And I even like the lead single that was on the Batman Forever soundtrack. Oh, um, look into my could, eyes. Oh no! Why was I thinking if I could teach the world was no, look into my eyes thing. was on Batman? Yeah. Yeah. So if I could teach the world was just they. That's when they knew they were like superstars, though. Right. They, they had like the most dramatic cinematic video to date. Like that was like a Michael Jackson video of rap. Damn, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at this. You know, Crazy Bone was on all songs but three. Uh-huh. Lazy was think, on 22. I think Flesh was on five. Six. Six. Of course, Wishbone, the one who hasn't released a solo album yet, only appears on 15. You lazy fuck you. <laughs> Why hasn't Wishbone released an album? I don't know. Like you lazy fucker, you. To be honest with you, I don't think Westbone is a solo artist. Uh, probably not. You know, that that that's just how it is. Everybody don't really want to be on the stage by themselves. Okay, like this is gonna sound mad weird. You know who my favorite Bone Thug member is? Who? Crazy. I would say, yeah. Because, you know, Crazy had the, you know, lower octave. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's... I, I would, would say my favorite was probably... 
Lazy Bones. Like even crazy on um, Mariah Carey's breakdown. Break breakdown. <laughs> like Busy was just he was the enigma. Do you know Bone Thugs are the only artists that work with Tupac, the Notorious B.I.G., Easy E, and Big Pun while they were alive? And one more person. Who's that? Um, Biggie. Pun. It was Tupac, Notorious B.I.G., Easy E, Big Pun while they were alive. And I think it was one more. My question is, when did they work with Big Pun? Um, it was on a Fat Joe album. And and Pun was on Flesh and Bones album. Okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Cause um, what was the song called on Fat Joe's Jealous One Still? I'm not Jealous One Still Envy, but um, Don Cartagena. Wait, like Good Times? The song with them on. They was on Don Cartagena. It was on Don Cartagena. Damn it, I can't even remember the song. I gotta look it up. It was only two of them, though, right? Yeah, but still, that's yeah. enough to work with, say, yeah. Bone Thugs and Harmonies work with them. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. That's enough to say it. I oh. want to say it was one more person, though, that they worked with that passed. We'll look it up. Yeah. I mean, Good Times, yeah. The, yeah, the song was called Good Times. That's what I thought. So, but yeah, um, shit, there was something else I wanted to talk about other than the 20th anniversary subject. Yeah, because we didn't even really talk. We went straight to the damn Bone Thugs conversation. Yeah. Bone Thugs was them niggas, though. Like, If y'all can hear it in the background, I'm listening to Purple Rain. Purple Rain is my CD of the day. Okay. And I forgot how great this album is, even though we chronicled it on the Classic Sunday one time. Like, And we talked about the two songs that should have been on there. Right, 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 right. What's your favorite song on Purple Rain? Oh, um, baby, I'm a star, hands down. Okay. Like, let me tell a story about the Purple Rain album. So, I remember when my sister and her husband were just in a dating phase, like, like less than a year, right? So, when I got out the army, you know, injured, my sister's husband, well, her boyfriend at the time, which is her husband now, said, "Hey, look, you know, I'll get Daniel straight. I'll get him a job at Surface Merchandise. Cool, right?" So Evan took me home one night and I knew he wanted to hang out with my sister, or whatever, whatnot. But, you know, I wasn't overprotective, overprotective, but, you know, I knew he wanted to hang out with my sister and I wanted to say thank you for, you know, taking me home. So I was uh, like, hey, look, man, you want to come inside and watch Purple Rain? He's like, what's that? <laughs> uh, and I said, it's a Prince movie. He goes, oh, Prince is a gay guy. I said, no, no, he's not gay. But I tell you what, how about this? We watch. <laughs> yeah, I said, how about this? We watch Purple Rain until my favorite song comes on. And he goes, all right, that's a deal. Uh-huh. Now, anybody who's watched the movie before knows that Baby, I'm a Star is the last song in the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> so It wasn't a long movie. Though. <clears throat> no, it was about, what, Purple Rain's about an hour, like, hour 20? I believe so. Hour and change. 89 minutes or something like that. It's yeah. an hour and change. <laughs> but the thing about it was, he didn't even want to know what my favorite song was. He was just enthroned in the movie. Okay. So the next night when he took me home from work, mind you, I didn't have a car at this time. He's like, hey, man, uh, you think we can watch Purple Rain again? And literally, <laughs> that was the ritual for like three months. Really? Right when we got off of work, we would watch Purple Rain for like three months straight. And I remember one day he picked me up from um, 
you know, he picked me up from the house and he's like, hey, check this out. He had every print CD he could find in a CD wow. book. So, and he became a Prince fan. As a matter of fact, the day that Prince died, he was the first person I called. Wow. And he didn't believe me. So I called my sister and I told her the news and she didn't believe me. <laughs> so, but yeah. The week that Prince died, whatever or not, um, I remember coming to um, my sister's house, helping them paint, whatever or not, and he had all these, you know, Prince magazines and these Prince CDs and like real dope. And he designed a guitar for Prince, you know, uh, well, after Prince, you know, died for Prince, you know, as a, com- a commemoration, and that's pretty uh, dope. But uh, yeah, my, my CD of the day is Purple Rain, y'all. I was. It's something about like. This is totally off subject, but speaking like a prince death and speaking of celebrity deaths, with Kobe just passing, this sounds weird, but I kind of wish I was in New York when Kobe passes. Why that? Because I don't know how these niggas in Harlem do it. As soon as a celebrity passes, they have all kinds of memorabilia. It's like that same day that they pass. Right. It's like you got a ton of shirts, a ton of mix CDs. You got pictures, anything you can think of on 125th Street in Harlem. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's it, like when Prince, when Michael Jackson died, when Prince died, I went to 125th Street and they're, they're playing. They, they got the CDs playing. They got shirts all over the place. They got everything. Right. So I just wonder how it was for Kobe. And that's, you know, that's what it is, man. And they don't give a fuck who died. Nah, like when Al Jarreau died three crazy. years ago, they would have Al Jarreau mixtapes. <laughs> For real. Like, the shirts are, uh, and the shirt they'll be looking like they fly. And the thing about it is, this nigga could be dead for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, they got the shirts already. If you want black, if you want white, whatever. It's a like, yo, boom, got the recipes, Kobe shirts, dog. Like, look at <laughs> <clears throat> they probably had throwback jerseys from straight nigga, from this, this is only reported on TMZ right now. Yeah. No, you get the shirt or not. <laughs> <laughs> for real. Because <laughs> they're gonna go fast. Oh, me. but oh I wanted to tell you, man. Um, this is what I meant to say last time we were on the show, but I didn't. Yo, you know what show actually got a lot of love that I didn't expect to get love from us? What? The gas station hot dog show. Oh, really? Where we told them how to make a Perfect gas station hot dog. Yeah. That got a lot of love, and I didn't even expect that shit. <clears throat> That's the show after I got back from South Carolina. Yeah, right? after you got back from yeah, right when you um right after you got back from South Carolina. Yeah. Like that got heavy buzz, and I'm just like, yo, we were just talking about his time in South Carolina and how to make a perfect gas station hot dog. Perfect so, gas station. Yo, and um one of the comments was just like, yo. Just like you and Two Gun, man, I had sushi and hot dogs, and that shit was bomb. I'm like, we didn't say eat that shit together, like, yeah, but we kind of did. Well, we kind of did because we were getting our fat boy on. Yeah, like we both had. We both had. I wanted to you bust one down in the car. No, 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 you didn't. Well, I had a restricted diet. Yeah, let's let's just keep it a buck. I have a restricted diet, but you know, like, so do I. And it's just like, yo. I ate the hot dogs and, you know, I ate the hot dogs and sushi, man, and that shit's bomb. And, I'm, and I, you know, gave him a voice message back, like, I hope he didn't eat that shit together because that's not what we said. But we did, though. 
We got to the house. It was raining. Yep. Knocked out the the hot dog. Like, right. Boom. And then the I think I said something about your hot dog. He was like, "It's already gone." Yeah, yeah I punished <laughs> my shit. Yeah. For those who know me, like I said on that show, I love a good hot dog. And Hardy's has the best chili dog, I think. As a matter of fact, when we go to Vegas, the first thing I'm gonna look for is a hot dog spot. Yeah. I didn't get I didn't get a hot dog last time I was in Vegas, but I'm getting one this time, damn it. I think the best hot dog I ever had was this place called Sandy's in Columbia. Sandy's hot dogs. They were. Yeah. The hot dogs were delicious. No, no. I'm gonna take that back. It's in Orangeburg, South Carolina. It's called Dairy O. Dairy O? Yeah. They okay. have a sausage dog. All right. So <clears throat> used to get the chili and coleslaw. The best hot dog I've ever had was you ever walk downtown after you know a club night? Mm-hmm. There used to be a hot dog, um, a hot dog dude that was on the corner of um, I can't remember what the street was, but um, that dude used to be out there. And when you leave the club, I don't know why it is, but any food smells fucking delicious. Yeah, I don't know. It if doesn't it's matter a, what it is. I don't know if it's a club atmosphere, um, atmosphere or whatnot. But when we walked out, yo. After you had a night full of smelling liquor and sweat, I mean, anything that's cooking is going to smell good. <clears throat> but I remember two things. I remember I went to the hot dog stand and I went to Poppy the Mexican dude, right? Mm-hmm. So I asked him, hey, look, do you think you can put some of that meat on top of this hot dog? I'll pay for the whole taco, but I just want the meat. Yo, that was the best hot dog I have ever had. Wow. Invented a hot dog, huh? Yeah, had you know the little taco meat on it, with you know I hate the taste of cilantro, but he put a little bit of cilantro on it, mm-hmm. mixed with the bacon bits and melted cheese from the other dude. What <laughs> best hot dog ever? Yeah, sounds pretty good. <clears throat> it's like chili without the sauce. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. So we got the twentieth twentieth anniversary of the locks and other CDs out the way. We talked about bootleggers, bootleggers, <laughs> bootleggers who come up with t shirts ten minutes later. I apologize like, to Christina <clears throat> for the dick pics. Hey, I didn't give her no dick pics, dog. I mean, you know, for her getting sent dick pics. For her getting sent dick pics, yeah. So, what else we got? That's about it. That's about it. We might as well wind this to a close. I'm Digger Jones. That's Two Gun Tony. And this is Digger and Two Guns News and Views. So, closing statements are on you. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant and Gianna Bryant and word. the rest of the people that was on there. Word, word. And <clears throat> my closing statements... I, oh, I didn't, I've never asked you, where, where would you rate Kobe on the all-time great list? On the all-time great? Well, that's hard because I am a Spurs fan and he kept us out the Western Conference Finals for a lot of years. Uh, but overall, this is somebody that we've seen drafted to end. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who we've seen the beginning of his career to the end of his career. And yeah. when it comes to players, I would say he's number three on my list. Okay. Because, you know, I'll give you the top three for me. Tim Duncan, because like I said, I'm a Spurs fan. Yeah. LeBron James, because you cannot deny his powers. Uh, and then Kobe Bryant. 
Okay. And the thing about LeBron is he's still doing it. That's five? No, no, that's three for me. Okay. Like LeBron is, I mean, not LeBron, but Kobe's in my top three of people that I witnessed of all time. <clears throat> okay. So, where we, where we, what my top three be? Uh, Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson. You can't name that nigga twice. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant, and then that's a hard one. Hmm. I want to either go Clyde Drexler or Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. Yeah. And I fucked with those people. Yeah. And then Dominique. Well, then Michael Jordan, then Dominique. Word, word, word. So, but I got that. That's really hard to do for like top five, ten. You know what I mean? But gotcha. Kobe, I, I'll come up with a top, top ten. We'll do that on the. We'll do that on the future show. Yeah, that's gonna be hard for me though, because just because <clears throat> you could be in my top ten and not not been the biggest star in the world. You know exactly. I mean? The Kimmy Batembo's in my top ten. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And people like <clears throat> you got people like Stefan Marbury's and right and, Keith Van Horn. You know, it's just the style of play that you like. And Allen Iverson is my like, favorite of all time. Like one of the most underrated people of all time is Tom Gugliotta. Tom Gugliotta. Yeah, underrated as fuck. From the Minnesota Timberwolves? Yeah, underrated as fuck. Yeah. But my closing statements are <clears throat> keeping in the tradition of me and Two Guns, what we did in the holidays. We do know that situational depression is real. Depression is real. Mental health awareness is real. So if you know somebody, just give them that one phone call. Just say, hey, how you doing? That could make a difference in somebody's life. That can make somebody's day, week, or year. So, other than and that, female. So what? A, and if you're a female, and you have a single male friend, you know, suck his dick. Yeah. Because <laughs> that could lead to depression, and depression is real. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck do you follow that up? <laughs> <laughs> Suck a dick and save a life, man. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. if you don't like him that much, give him a hand job. Yeah, something. You know, it's that time of the year. It's about to be Valentine's. And like, Everybody if, if you can't do it, put him on to one of your homegirls. Yeah, spend. You know, give him forty dollars. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Send nudes. Send, send nudes to underscore gun underscore Tony. Yeah, because I don't got no Valentine. Word, so word. My, my As a matter of fact, that's what we're going to do, man. My next anonymous thing, we're going to sit there and bargain you a date, nigga. A, a word? Word. See if I can get some cooter pics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Valentine's cooter pics. Word, son, word. I'll make but. a collage and put it on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Them Brooklyn niggas already got it done. Yeah, that should be out before I even get to do it. <laughs> 125th Street, Harlem. Word, <laughs> word. But I'm Digger Jones. That's Two Gun Tony, and we're out. We're out. Peace. Later. <laughs>